Remember that one time I said we can't judge a draft class until at least three years afterwards? Well, Teddy Thompson, your last draft is on the clock. Welcome to an episode of Packers, the podcast where you don't have to be a Packers fan, but it sure does help. I'm your host, Tom. You know, it's getting a little chilly here at night. Wearing this t-shirt and these shorts. A little cold. Probably should wear some long sleeves. Grossy. And yes, how I have said about the 2020 draft, guys, we gotta wait. And just like I said about the 2019 draft, we gotta wait. Well, here's a draft where we don't have to wait no more, and that is the 2017 draft. And this one had its highs. Oh, God, but it also had lots and lots of lows. And so we're gonna take a look at that today. Before we get to that, I wanna do a big shout and thank you to three brand new patrons over at patreon.com slash Comedy. We got Joshua Paul, two first names, double the awesome. We got Keith. Just a single name, like Cher. And finally, this definitely 100% is not Tom Grassi. Definitely not. But thank you all for becoming patrons over at patreon.com slash Comedy. So, let's take a look at the Packers 2017 draft. I'm gonna need a beer for this. So this was Ted Thompson's final draft. Before Brian Goody McGoody McGoody took over. Uh, And yeah, like a regular Ted Thompson draft, had some great value in the later rounds, but also struggled in some of the earlier rounds. Starting off with our first pick in the second round, pick number 33, and we got cornerback Kevin King (laughs) right off the bat. Kevin King is a polarizing figure, to say the least, uh, over in Green Bay, in that There has been so much hype for him, but the big problems that have emerged in Kevin King's career is that, one, in the first two years, he was riddled with injuries. He only started 11 games in his first two seasons and his inconsistent play. Now, I will say, if I'm not mistaken, I saw some stats floating around, too, that have been passed around um, about Kevin King, but... This past season, Kevin King played pretty damn well. Started 14 games, had five interceptions, had a forced fumble, had 56 solo tackles. So you started to see that Kevin King could maybe reach that potential that we've all been waiting for. Now, he is also playing a contract year. He is going to be one of my guys that I'm going to be looking for to make a big Big jump, because if he doesn't, he might find himself not on the team. It's going to be interesting to see what kind of contract he demands, because again, just the inconsistency and the injury history, you know, he is a risk, but I would argue that our secondary is better when he is on the field. The problem is that's just doesn't happen a whole lot for the first couple seasons. And coming into a year where we are going to have some key free agents, David Bakhtiari, Corey Lindsley, Aaron Jones, Jamal Williams, Kenny Clark, and then Kevin King, there are going to be people who aren't going to make it back. So this is going to be the year that Kevin King is going to need to step up. So when actually trying to grade this specific draft pick, it's tough because the first two years, you look at Kevin King, you're like, no, bad. This was a failure. But this last year gives me some little sense of optimism. So like I'm willing to put him at like an average grade of like a B right now, just because 
you know, of what could potentially come this season. Then with our second pick, pick 61 in the second round, you got safety Josh Jones. Yeah, this was bad. Safety, a position of very, very high need for the Green Bay Packers. And he still couldn't make the team. Josh Jones only started 12 games for the Packers, had seven passes defended, three sacks, and 100 solo tackles over those past few years. Went to the Cowboys practice squad and is now sitting on the Jacksonville Jaguars. But yeah, this was a bad one. And I had a lot of high hope for Josh Jones coming out of school. I thought that he was going to be able to make an immediate impact. He was going to be like one of those hybrid guys who was going to play safety and also could potentially play linebacker. And that just never came to fruition. He didn't get a whole lot of opportunities to play, but when he did, it was bad. And so this pick just did not pan out. And considering that this is our second pick and it's a second rounder, yeah, this was a big oof. Then with our third pick in round three, pick 93 of the draft, we got... Defensive tackle Montrevious Adams. Here's another guy who we just expected so much more from. The guy had a lot of talent coming out of college, but just needed to be developed. In the past three years, he's only started three games. He's played a total of 37. Combined, he's only had 33 tackles, 16 solo, and one and a half sacked over the past three years. So yeah, Montrevious Adams has not lived up to the hype and definitely did not live up to being a third rounder. This was definitely a swing and a miss. He obviously still has an opportunity because we do need help still at defensive tackle, but Kenny Clark, thankfully, at nose tackle was just like, hey, I'm going to be really, really good. But yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if Montrevious Adams is no longer on the team either this year or, you know, bare minimum, I don't see him coming back next year. Then in the fourth round with the 108th pick, we went with Vince Beagle, Wisconsin guy, outside linebacker that everybody loved. He's now with the Dolphins. He had played 15 games last year, had an interception, two and a half sacks, and 25 solo tackles. But yeah, with the Packers, played a total of nine games. Now, he did open up uh, injured, which definitely didn't help. But this guy definitely did not pan out either. He was a fan favorite. I remember talking about Vince Beagle over and over again, be like, man, he could definitely satisfy a need. He could make an impact. And it just never came to fruition. And this was definitely a swing and a miss. Then, with our second fourth round pick, 134 in the 2017 draft we got running back jamal williams we got a guy still on the team guys we did it oh god this hurts i'm a big fan of jamal williams i'm a big fan of his personality what he brings to the team he's had a little less than 1500 yards over his past three years he did pretty damn well in the passing game actually last year he had five receiving touchdowns so i think this was definitely good value in the fourth round But, I mean, this just goes to show that nobody knows when it comes to the draft because Aaron Jones would get picked an entire round later. But Williams has been a good number two with Jones. And now, of course, you have A.J. Dillon coming in. You know, things might start to change. But this was definitely good value for the pick. In the fifth round, going with the 175th pick, you got D'Angelo Yancey, the wide receiver. Yep, went to the practice squad and then was a wide receiver for the New York Guardians in the XFL. So that's how that went. And you would see a year later with Goot him go after every single wide receiver there was in the draft. But Yancey was just never one of those guys who made an impact on the team. Obviously is a free agent now, but most likely will not be playing in the NFL again. Continuing in round five with the 182nd pick, we got Aaron Jones. Yeah, this is, this is it, folks. This was the pick of the draft. Also, he's the last person on this list to make the team. Uh, Has over 1,000 yards last year, had 16 rushing touchdowns, 
Also 474 receiving yards and three touchdowns last year. Uh, this was a pick that got hit out of the park. And the first few years, though, I will say, you know, with Aaron Jones, the big problem was he couldn't stay on the field. He was injured over and over and over again. The first two years, he only started 12 games. Now, he did play in 24 combined, but he had injury issues. This past season, though, absolutely went off and showed that when utilized and utilized well, he could be one of the best running backs in the NFL. The question is, obviously, coming into a contract year this year, are we going to be able to afford him after this season but absolutely, this was amazing value here, and Ted Thompson hit this one out of the park. Then kicking things off in the sixth round with the 212th pick, we went with Kofi Amici. Yeah, the tackle signed to the practice squad was released in September of 2018. It's actually currently with the San Francisco 49ers. But yeah, this pick did not pan out well for us either, so this one was another swing and a miss, but it was later in the sixth round, so... I mean, that's that's the best I can say about that. Then, with our two seventh-round picks, first with number 238, went with Devontae Mays, the running back. This was the third running back that we picked in 2017. Okay, yeah, he had four attempts over his career with Green Bay, got one yard and two fumbles. That's the stat line. Don't got to say more about that. And then finally, with the 247th pick, we got Malachi Dupree, the wide receiver. He was released before the regular season, only had one NFL game in his entire career, and that was about that. So again, the only things that we could say about these two seventh-round picks were at least they were seventh-rounders. So if we are to take a look ahead, just three years into the 2020 season, out of the 2017 draft, there are only four players that remain on the Green Bay Packers. Kevin King who, again, has proven that he can be a good starter, just needs to remain healthy. Jamal Williams proved to be a good number two. I don't know about maybe a fourth-round pick, but a good number two. And then Aaron Jones has been a home run as an HB1, obviously, last season. And then Montrevious Adams with the third round. Yeah, it's not a starter. This is... that That's... That's a problematic. Now, looking ahead, there's a possibility that none of these guys remain on the roster after next year. If I had to take a guess, I would imagine Kevin King and then maybe Aaron Jones if we can afford him or Williams if we're not going to pay Jones and Dylan will take over for Jones. But yeah, the 2017 draft wasn't great. When we hit, we hit big with great, great value. But the vast majority of these guys did not work out. We lost a ton of value in the second, third, and fourth round. And so Ted Thompson's swan song uh, when it came to the draft was, uh, wasn't a good song. It's like that song, Baby Shark. She's not good. So if I had to give this draft a grade, I'd probably go with something around a C plus. Kevin King, again, the jury is still out there. Aaron Jones definitely picked it up. But again, we, there are some injury concerns with him. But besides Jamal Williams, yeah, this was a pretty rough draft. And this is something that I've talked about before in previous videos that the Packers need to draft better. And, you know, the 2018 draft is not really panning out to be that great either. We still have to wait and see, you know, how guys like MVS and EQ continue to develop. Hopefully they do, but we shall wait and see. But let me know what you think down in the comments below. You can always find me at TomGrassyComedy.com or at TomGrassyComedy on all social media see down below. Check out Packcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, and of course YouTube. And a big shout and thank you to all the Patreon members over at Patreon.com slash TomGrassyComedy. But thank you so much for watching. I'm Tom Grassy. And as always, go pack, go.